بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وسبحان الله العلي العظيم وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله نؤمن به ونستعينه ونستهديه ونستجيره فإنه حق من هدى الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونصلي ونسلم ونبارك على محمد المبعث رحمة للعالمين الهادي الأمين خاتم الرسل أجمعين وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين It is perhaps an unfortunate irony that of all the religions of the world, of all the religions of the world, there is one religion that sanctified the intellect, that sanctified the place of the intellect, the role of the intellect. And there is so much, there is so much in our Islamic tradition that honors and sanctifies and praises and elevates the role of the intellect in human affairs. In fact, the nature of piety, the true nature of piety, is not ignorance and it's not obliviousness but the true nature of piety is a fully engaged intellect that is disciplined in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is easy it is easy for the ignorant to claim piety. If you lower the playing field, then it's not much of a game. If you basically take out the challenges, then your claim of competence and victory is empty and vacuous, it's worthless. The true nature of piety, 
is a fully engaged intellect that manages to wrestle with all the challenges that logic and thinking poses to human beings and that employs the gifts of the intellect in a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, again, it is easy to be dumb and pious. And it is easy to be ignorant and pious. And it is easy to be an idiot and pious. The, that's not much of a challenge at all. You can keep yourself ignorant and then claim that you're the most pious human being in the world. But in fact, your iman is empty and your piety is empty because it is based on absolutely nothing. The intellect is the gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Adam. The intellect is the reason, the very reason for Allah commanding angels and jinn to bow before human beings in the story of creation. It is the intellect that makes human beings the inheritors of Allah on earth. It is the intellect that makes us human beings worthy of carrying the covenant and the trust as khulafa fil ard as God's representatives on earth. But I am interested in how much of our own tradition that Muslims are not aware of and how much the Islam that is often made available to Muslims is engineered so that it is stripped of its spirit and of its soul. The soul that at one time in history inspired Muslims to create a civilization in the world that was unlike any other at its time. So I'm going to share with you, inshallah, a rather long report by the Prophet ﷺ about the intellect. And as usual, it is a report that 30 years 
and more in the United States I've never heard cited or discussed. And when I would often in Islamic centers 20 years ago and even 30 years ago, would even attempt to discuss this hadith, I would be met with very strange resistance by the same people who claimed fidelity and loyalty to the hadith. In fact, I still remember 30 years ago when someone who's now has become a rather well-known Muslim responded to this discussion and this report by saying, لا عقل في الإسلام There is no intellect in Islam. This report is considered sahih, authentic, by the standards of traditional hadith transmission. And it is reported from Ibn Abbas, and you can easily find it in a number of books of hadith, and non-hadith books like Ihya Ulum al-Din, there is a long discussion in Ghazali's book on reviving the Islamic sciences. I'm going to just read it first in Arabic and then unpack it. An Ibn Abbas, An Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قال لكل شيء آلة آية لكل شيء آلة وعد وإن آلة المؤمن العقل ولكل شيء مطية ومطية المرء العقل ولكل شيء دعامة ودعامة الدين العقل ولكل قوم غاية وغاية العباد العقل ولكل قوم داع وداع العابدين العقل ولكل تاجر بضاعة وبضاعة المجتهدين العقل ولكل أهل ولكل أهل بيت قيم وقيم بيوت الصديقين العقل ولكل خراب عمارة وعمارة الآخرة العقل غمارة الآخرة العقل ولكل امرئ عقب ينسب إليه ويذكر به وعقب الصديقين الذين ينسبون إليه ويذكرون به العقل ولكل سفر فسطات وفسطات المؤمنين العقل The Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام is reported to have told Ibn Abbas one of the honored companions of the Prophet saying that to everything there is a motor. To the everything there is a central motor that allows it to work and allows it to be. And the true motor 
of al-mu'min, the believer, is al-aql, the intellect. And to everything there is a base and a foundation. And the base and the foundation of a believer is al-aql, the intellect. And to everything there is a pillar upon which it stands. And the pillar of faith, du'amat al-deen, the pillar upon which Islam itself stands is the aql, is the intellect. And to every people, there ought to be an objective. And the objective of the true believers is the intellect, al-aql. And to every merchant, there is a commodity. And the commodity of diligent Muslims, al-mushtahideen, diligent, striving Muslims, is al-aql, the intellect. And to every home, there are people that are responsible and accountable. And in the homes of the true believers, as-siddiqeen, the truly faithful, it is the intellect, al-aql, that holds everyone to account and that holds to which responsibility is owed. And to every people there is a lineage and a genealogy. And for the true believers, as-siddiqeen, their true lineage and true genealogy is the intellect. And to every sifr for thought, for every journey, there is an objective, a purpose. And the true purpose of the journey of a believer is the intellect. In another report, the Prophet ﷺ is asked, Ya Rasulullah, man a'lamun nas? Qala al-aqil, faman a'badu nas? Qala al-aqil, faman afdalu nas? Qala al-aqil, alaysa al-aqil man tammat muru'atuh, wa zahrat fasahatuh, wa jadat kaffuh, wa azimat manzilatuh. The Prophet is asked, who is the most knowledgeable of people? And he said, the most rational, al-aql, the person who has the greatest intellectual capacity. And who is the best worshiper to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he said, again, al-aql, person who has invested and developed that intellect. And then who is the best of people? And again, the Prophet ﷺ says, Al-Aqil. The, the rational 
person who has invested in their intellect. And then the Prophet associates between the intellect and ethical character. Because it is the truly rational human being. That person is capable of the greatest amount of good and the greatest amount of ethics. So going back and assessing the first and second traditions, and there's a lot more that I'm not going to, because there's just so much. But when the Prophet makes the intellect not just your objective as a human being, not just your direction and purpose, but in fact tells you that the intellect is the pillar of the faith itself, upon which the faith stands, that without the intellect, religion cannot be. What is the Prophet ﷺ talking about? Is the Prophet talking about the type of intellect that can do mathematical equations or can study empirical sciences? Is that the intellect upon which religion and piety is based? Well, partly, yes. Yes, to the extent that a truly rational human being and a truly logical human being cannot withstand ignorance. So in other words, if your field is medicine, you cannot be aqil if you are ignorant of medicine. If your field is engineering, you cannot be aqil if you are ignorant of engineering. If your field is chemistry, you cannot be aqil if you are ignorant of chemistry. But beyond that, the Prophet as pointed out incidentally by Hamid al-Ghazali in Hiya'unumid-Din and many other commentaries on this hadith. Is that the Prophet is referring to the intellect that is not satisfied by habit and not satisfied by darkness are not satisfied by ignorance, and not satisfied by culture, and not satisfied by social mores. And it is the intellect that understands ethical principle and ethical virtue, but is able to reason from that as to what this ethical principle and ethical virtue entails in the life of a believer. Sheikh Muhammad al-Ghazali, Allah used to say 
the idea of a Muslim that does not value the intellect as the foundation upon which piety rests, rests is a contradiction in term. The idea of a believer who is ignorant is a contradiction in term because a true believer would never shut down the role of the intellect. The role of the intellect, however, is severely underutilized when all it does is memorize. You need, many of us play no role, no role in how much we are able to memorize. For the most part, the abilities of your memory are genes. So memorizing a great deal of knowledge, including memorizing the Quran, memorizing hadith, memorizing isnads, memorizing ilm al-rijal, that still is severely underutilized intellect. A computer can do that. You can teach a parrot to parrot what they memorize. You can teach a monkey to memorize and parrot. The intellect, al-aql, doesn't mean memorization. It means analysis and development. That you are able to take the data that you acquired and see what follows from that in a rational and logical fashion. The idea of an Islam that is unreasonable or irrational within the standards of the epistemology of the time. Epistemology means the system of knowledge of the time. An Islam that is irrational and unreasonable is contrary to aql. It is the role of Muslims, and let me put it very simply and very bluntly, it is a severe defect in aql for someone whose fields is medicine to be ignorant of medical sciences because a true aql for a doctor mandates that that doctor learns their field. Same thing with an engineer. If someone is an engineer and they are ignorant of the developments in engineering, they lack aql because they can't think in a way that is fitting for their time and place. And same thing for every other profession. But we come to Islamic sciences and the same is absolutely true for a faqih. 
or even someone that pretends to be a faqih. Someone who claims that they study Allah's law and is ignorant of the developments in legal sciences and our knowledge of legal systems and our understanding of legal history and our understanding of legal philosophy and our understanding of legal sociology the epistemologies of their day and age if someone claims to be a faqih but is ignorant of all of that then they are ghayru aqil it's by definition a disqualifier by definition you have memorized a lot of hadith you've memorized quran you've memorized fiqh that was written by people centuries ago but if you are not competent in the sciences and systems of knowledge of your day and age you are disqualified because you are ghayru aqil muslims fell behind nations and civilizations when somehow they bought into the idea that their religion instead of demanding the, the rigorous and consistent and systematic application of reasoning that somehow their religion rejects reason frowns upon reason is uncomfortable with reason that somehow reason leads to the doors of shaitan muslims fell so behind that if you want to see the material consequences of that go to islamic centers anywhere the minute you step into an islamic center the minute you step into an islamic center you stepped into a bubble of irrationality and lack of reason so on the streets the same person who could be a successful doctor or a successful engineer the most rational human beings in their profession the minute they step into an islamic center they start thinking in a bizarre and twisted fashion as if as if reasonableness and logic and making sense is not required once you are in an islamic space as if once we are in an islamic space we are ruled by qala rasul such and such by the hadith regardless of whether our understanding of the hadith leads to logical and reasonable consequences or not the prophet told us that was without proper application of reason your taqwa is if defective your iman is defective without proper application of your reason 
your claim that you are a Muslim who has submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is defective. It is not genuine. You lower the standards so you can master them. What type of standards is that? You don't win by doing what dictators do in the Middle East, eliminate their competition and then claim themselves a winner. So if your way of feeling good is to eliminate everyone who has, who could pose competition for the hearts and minds of people, you eliminate them from your past and then you declare yourself a pious human being. That's not piety. That's not piety. That's simply egoism, masking as piety. A true Muslim, you find a true Muslim, a person who is educated, who is rational and reasonable, and who is rational and reasonable within the standards of the epistemology of the time, within the standards of the systems of knowledge of the time. You find the true Muslim not scared of learning, not scared of knowledge, not scared of education, and one who understands the relationship between piety reason and virtue we don't teach our children that and that's why 30 years i've never heard in a single islamic center this hadith taught to anyone and even when i've tried to talk about it i've always met with and some of the the memories that i have in an Islamic camp, one of these youth camps, this years ago, someone whose profession was an engineer heard me lecture about this hadith and his immediate response, well, this hadith can't be authentic. You tell them where this, book, where this hadith is found in books and what Al-Ilm al-Hadith said about it, no, 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 it can't be authentic. I don't know. I need to ask Sheikh. Why, why won't you believe me? Do you think I'm lying? No, no, but it can't be authentic. A religion that turns off people because of its unreasonableness, it's either the, what you are demanding of people is truly unreasonable, or that you have failed the test of aql in explaining the reasonableness of what you claim religion demands. It's your failure. Don't blame people when they turn away 
because those who choose to speak for this religion and who monopolize the podiums are either people whose true field is medicine and engineering and business or when it is not are people who claim that there is no role for aqf and we know that like our prophet taught us we live in society through the virtues of aqf we know from natural experience that we need the aqf to go through school we need the aqf to go through college we need the aqf to make a living we need the aqf to raise our children we need the aqf to just live in society in good standing then suddenly when it comes to islam you tell me there's no role for aqf what do you think will happen what is the quality of people who are going to stick around after you tell them something like that the only religion that humanity has known that and i know i i mean every word i'm sorry, saying the only religion that humanity has known that sanctified and praised the intellect to the extent of saying that the intellect is the foundation of deen is islam so it is incoherent when you find muslims in the state they're in now people that are not ignited by their faith to demonstrate the wonders of allah by writing in philosophy and in sociology and anthropology and in 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 the sciences in the name of allah to say i am doing this because i am a muslim i am a distinguished philosopher because i am a muslim not because i look at islam from a secular perspective this is what we truly lack but the revolution has to start with you don't expect your leadership to change the doctors who have become accustomed to sitting on the board of directors of islamic centers because of their donations they're not going to change the engineers that like to play imam on sunday and stand at the podium and blabber on about some hadith or some ayah they're not qualified to talk about they're not going to change the imam who took a shortcut to knowledge and flew to azhar or to flew to saudi arabia or to fl- flew wherever they flew and learned arabic and memorized a bunch of hadith and some ayat and declared themselves a jurist they're not going to change what will 
change things is for you to demand standards. To say, if you put your position itself, if you put yourself in a position of authority and authoritativeness, you must address my reason. You must make sense. And if you're not making sense, get out of the way. You're not qualified to sit where you are. As the Prophet taught, as you are, your leaders will be. If you are losers, your leaders will be losers. If you are accomplished human beings that honor Islam and give it its due as the religion that liberated the intellect from the darkness of the dark ages, then Allah will give you leaders that you deserve. As you are, you will be led. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم أسأل الله يستجب لكم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين وسبحان الله العلي العظيم والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يا رب العالمين يا الله Yes, the, the religion of reason, the religion of dignity, the religion that demands that a Muslim be an example of the civilized human being in every day and age. Because when Allah says, So you will come to know one another. Allah anchored the principles for civilization. Now I ask you, when the Prophet taught us, that Muslims are like a single body. If you hurt the arm, the entire body is in pain. Where is the logic and the rationality? Where is the logic and the rationality? When we see a country like Israel, systematically killing and torturing and imprisoning our brethren, Muslim brethren, and occupying our Aqsa Mosque, and we open to it welcome doors in the Emirat and Bahrain and Allahu A'lam, where else? Where is the rationality? Where is the rationality and reason when your fellow Muslims help out Israel 
by executing an illegal boycott of Gaza that has turned Gaza into a huge concentration camp. Where is the rationality when Israelis violate Egyptian borders, we honor them and respect them and treat them well and return them safely to Israel. And then when Palestinians are they're in a boat and the, the, the waves cause them to drift into Egyptian territory and they're shot dead by their fellow supposedly by their fellow Muslim brethren. One of them shot 50 bullets. Where is the rationality? Where is the rationality when Israel and Israeli supporters are the supporters of Islamophobia around the world? And we embrace Israel as a friend and welcome it as a friend and ignore Islamophobia. Where is the rationality? Where is the logic? Where is the logic when our fellow Muslims in Cyprus have a conflict with Christians in Cyprus? Egypt, back in the 60s, did they support their fellow Muslims in Cyprus? No, they supported the Christians in Cyprus against the Muslims in Cyprus, which ultimately ended in a massive genocide against Muslims in Cyprus. Where is the rationality when today in in Nabakh Karaban, between Azerbaijania and Armenia. When the Emirates, Saudi and Egypt, who do they support? Do they support the Muslims in this conflict? They support Armenia. Where is the rationality? How many of us know that in that Enclave, caravan, or whatever it, however it's pronounced. Thirty percent of the population was Muslim, and in the late nineties, the Christians of this region exterminated the Muslims and turned the mosques of that region into pigsties. You can look it up in the net. You can see the pigs roaming in the mosques, the cows and pigs. This genocide went without a single Muslim country saying anything except Turkey. And today, just to anger the Turks and piss off the Turks, Saudi Arabia and Emirates and Egypt stand with the aggressor against the Muslim who is the one suffering the aggression. I don't need fiqh. 
to tell me something is really wrong. Muslims were ethnically cleansed from the enclave. No one cared when the mosques were turned into churches. No one cared when the mosques were turned into pigsties. And cows and pigs were placed in mosques to this very day. No one cared about the thousands of Muslims that were exterminated. What? As long as we have an authority that organizes the Hajj, we're fine? As long as the Emir of Abu Zabi hosts Bin Bayya and welcomes Bin Bayya, we're fine? As long as he builds the mosques and names it in the honor of Sheikh Al-Azhar, we're fine? What has gone wrong with the Muslim intellect? Because the corruption of the intellect is the kernel of the corruption of ethics. An irrational human being lacks mental capacity and a person who lacks mental capacity is often incapable of ethical choice. Mental capacity is a prerequisite for accountability and responsibility. A couple of Jumas ago, I made an angry comment about those who would object to a woman doing the adhan and told those people, I would discuss the aura of a woman's voice, whether a woman's voice is aura, once you take care of priorities, like liberating Al-Aqsa Mosque, but I have a greater point here. Is it irrational when your ummah is falling apart around you everywhere? for you to even notice and become preoccupied or even not preoccupied, just occupied with an issue like the aura of a woman's voice? In my view, part of what an irrational person displays is a lack of ability of engaging priorities. Part of what a rational human being is, is the ability to prioritize. Before I go out, I have to get dressed. If I don't get dressed, I can't go out. That's priorities. That's what rational people do. If you reverse the process, I'll go out naked first, and then I'll get dressed, you lack mental capacity and possibly you're insane. 
Before I can eat, I need to work to make earn a check. Then I can spend money to buy food. These are logical priorities. The ability to prioritize is part of mental capacity. If you don't, if you're incapable of prioritizing, you are either lacking intelligence or lacking mental capacity. A huge part of intelligence is knowing what comes first and what comes second and what comes third. In fact, when I grade a paper, half of the grade is how you present your information. Someone could have the greatest ideas in the world, but if they don't know how to prioritize and present, they lack competence. So that's one. I wasn't being facetious. That's one. But I was disturbed by the number of people who gave my comments dislikes, not because I care about what people think about me, I don't, but because it disappointed me in this ummah. And I was even more disturbed by some of the comments written, like the smart Alec who said, well, get her to do azan, stop doing Azan first, and then we'll liberate Al-Aqsa. My response, you lack priorities, you lack mental capacity, you're insane. But there is a more fundamental issue. So many Muslims do not know that we have a long tradition of Muslim women qari'as. Women reciters of Quran and performers of Adhan and women heading Sufi tariqas is a tradition that goes back centuries. If you get away from the Arabian Peninsula and you understand that Islam is not just Arabia, but Islam is the entire ummah of Islam. Here, to give you a headache, is a partial name of Muslim female qariyas. Maghfira Hussain, Shalwat Asayifa, Pooja Swarma, Farhatullah Fairuza, Hajar Nasr, Iman Talibi, Asma Barur, Zahra Hilma, Halima Butrik, Sharifa Khazif Fazlullah, she's from Indonesia and she's amazing. From Morocco, Hajar Busaq, the famous Jennifer Grout, of course, that most people know about. Wafiq Aziza. And closer to home, Medina Javed from Scotland, England. But even older than that, Many people don't realize that Umm Kalsum, the famous Umm Kalsum, started out a reciter of Quran. 
And she left the field of reciting Quran to sing romantic songs. And I will say something about this in a second. But long before Um Kalsum, there was Sakina Hassan. Sheikh Hassana, Sheikh Anwar Muhammad, a woman known as Sheikh Mabruka, who is very famous in Egypt, Sheikh Munira Abdu, currently Sheikh Layla Hassan, Sheikh Zahiya Sharkas, Sheikh Nawal Al Rifai. الشيخة الزهراء لايق حلمي القارئة فرحة فرح أمشيشو القارئة خديجة نطوانة القارئة خديجة أزداد and many many more the tradition of women Quran reciters and azan performers is very old Very old. But the sad thing is the same Wahhabi Islam that vilified the idea of women reciting Quran or performing Adhan. That's the same Islam that is now opening up bars in Mecca. And instead, a woman, Qari'a, which they continue to vilify, they invite Nikki Manaj instead of Sheikh Aminhaj, they invite Nikki Manaj to come recite, not the Quran, obviously, and invite Maria Carey. The Islam that has convinced you that a woman's voice is aura is the Islam that has betrayed you, but you remain stupid and ignorant. What is the whole thesis of a woman's aura voice as aura based on? A single solitary hadith that is unauthentic from every whichever way. The Prophet passing hears a woman singing with, behind a window and tells her to stop singing. Because, but with that, You have numerous reports about the Sahaba, women, teaching and speaking, and a long traditions of women reciting Quran and performing Adhan. But let me tell you what my problem is. When women recite Quran and do Adhan, they don't end up on radio stations. It is only men that are privileged by being broadcasted. Most recording companies don't want to record women or sell the recordings of women. So women who have the gift, what happens to them? Many of them do what Um Kalsum did. Eventually give up on reciting Quran and sing, I love you and you love me. Are you happy? 
Imagine with me if Umm Kalsum remained the Quran reciter. With that amazing voice, if it would have remained in the service of the Quran. There was a woman who had a voice of the quality and timbre of Umm Kalsum. Her name was Sumayya Adib, an Egyptian woman. Ya Allah, when she read the Quran, your heart trembled. She got married, the next thing that happened, she married someone of those people that says, woman's voice aura, she wore the niqab and no longer recites Quran in front of men. And in fact, on Facebook, pleaded with people to take down all her recordings because it is haram. That woman, with a golden voice who could make hearts tremble out of love for Allah through her recitation now hides that gift. Is that rational? Is that aql? Is it aql to talk about a religion that wants half of the population of the world silent? How much aql do you need to understand that it is not the Prophet ﷺ that silenced women? It is patriarchy. It is you same men who give the dislikes and write the comments. Authoritarian, insecure men whose ego is easily threatened by women who can look at you and say, I am your equal. The problem is in you. Your male ego is so fragile. I am sorry, but that's the truth. You have fragile egos. Say astaghfirullah and a'udhu billah min shaitan rajim and try to listen to some of the recitations of the women that I named. Someone like Hajar Busaq is an angelic voice and see how she will make your heart move when you listen to the Quran from the perspective of a female voice. Because that's part of aql the perspective of a female voice. The perspective of a female voice. We don't want another Umm Kalsum that turns to love songs because no one will record her reading the Quran. We don't want another Sumayya Adib who wears the niqab and says, that's it, my voice is aura. We want to, the akli position that women have piety too. And women have a relationship with Allah too. And that some women, Allah has given them a beautiful voice that they can place in the service of Allah. And who are you to come and say, no, haram. And your haram is not based on anything. 
other than the fatawa of the same people who are now betraying the Palestinians and betraying Mecca by building bars in Mecca and Medina. The religion of the intellect is surrounded with ignorance and irrationality. This is not, this is not right. And the solution starts with you. Stop being a male chauvinist. Stop being small-minded and ignorant and make a commitment that your piety must shine upon humanity with reasonableness. Reasonableness and virtue. قولوا قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم إني داع فأمنوا اللهم اغفر لنا اللهم ارحمنا اللهم اهدنا لأقرب من هذا رشدا اللهم انصر الإسلام وأعز المسلمين يا رب العالمين Allah forgive our sins Allah grant us knowledge guidance and intelligence and wisdom ya rab Allah grant us the virtue of ethics of and beauty and rationality and reasonableness Allah allow us to bring back the beautiful Islam the Islam of your your prophet alayhi salatu wassalam اللهم يا رب العالمين اللهم اعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي لعظكم لعلكم تذكرون واقم الصلاه